on today's Analyze This episode, we're discussing The Stepford Wives by Ira Levin. We're talking about the themes and symbols from the book. If there is a classic novel you'd like me to discuss, then comment it below and I'll help make that happen. So go ahead and smash that subscribe button, ring the bell, comment, like, and share this video. Do all the things to help this channel grow. You know you want to. Now let's get on with the show. And now it's time for some shameless self-promotion. If you haven't already heard, Year of the Author has officially launched its editing and critiquing services. I offer copy editing, line editing, and developmental editing, proofreading, and critiques for full manuscripts, chapters, and outlines. For more information, please check out the About section on this channel or email me at yearoftheauthor at gmail.com. Now let's get on with the show. Sexism and the Power of the Patriarchy the Stepford Wives shines a light on the nature of sexist, male-dominated societies. Levin was able to dramatize what life would be like in a restrictive patriarchal system. He was able to do this by making Joanna a strong-willed feminist in the community of Stepford, a community where men were replacing their wives with robots that were to be seen and not heard who were designed to look pretty, love housework, be sexually available at any and all times, and be a passive doormat for their misogynistic husbands. The need for the perfect subservient wife is what the husbands truly wanted. The husbands' views on marriage and their wives being people isn't important. Rather than wanting to live with their wives as humans, the novel implies men living in patriarchal societies prioritize the idea of power and authority over everything else. They prefer wives they can force into servitude without having to feel guilty about doing so. Now, the novel doesn't actively put down or disparage a more domestic lifestyle. It only suggests there are many lifestyles available to women, and women should be able to decide what they truly want for themselves as an individual. Yet, the women who move to Stepford no longer have a choice since men are actively fighting against the idea of the independent woman who can think for themselves. The men are doing everything within their power to subjugate their wives and turn them into their ideal woman. By the end of the novel, the premise of the story clearly shows how life with sexist men living in a patriarchal society would be. They feel empowered to strive for total power and control over women. This is shown through the types of women moving into Stepford. They tend to be strong-willed, free-thinking women with opinionative personalities who are living their lives for themselves and their families. But after the change, the women have lost all sense of self since they are now robots, but are replaced by doormat personalities that only think of their husbands and children and housework equality, and social change. The Stepford Wives takes place in the 1950s or the early 1970s and is a good example of a community unwilling to embrace the change. This time period played a pivotal role in the struggle for gender equality. There were many organizations like the Women's Liberation Movement that worked to challenge the many sexist culture norms. The novel opens with Joanna proudly talking about her involvement in the Women's Liberation Movement to the Welcome Wagon Lady. Joanna knows that her interests in feminism will stand out against the backdrop of Stepford, which still actively clings to traditional gender roles. She knows her progressive worldviews are at odds with Stepford's terribly outdated and sexist traditions. My favorite character in this story is Bobby. 
She's blunt and outspoken, and it's hard not to love her. When Joanna first meets Bobby, the two get to talking, and Bobby calls Stepford the town that time forgot. During the novel, the women try and fail to find interest in their own women's association, which would be an equivalent to the men's association. It's interesting to point out how Joanna and Bobby fail to see their husbands are just as sexist and traditional as all the other men in Stepford. I mean, it's why they chose to move there in the first place, or so it leads the reader to believe. It's also pointed out in the beginning of the book how Walter supports Joanna's involvement in the women's liberation movement, and this is something she's proud of. But then he moves their family to Stepford, joins the men's association, and turns his wife into a man-pleasing robot. He did all of this with the promise of wanting to join the men's association to, quote-unquote, change it from the inside and talk them into making it a co-ed association. Now, it isn't made clear if Walter had good or bad intentions with moving the family to Stepford in the first place. That interpretation is left completely up to the reader. So it's up in the air if this was Walter's plan all along, them moving to Stepford and him turning her into a passive robot, or if he was just turned against Joanna by the other men in the men's association. But what we do know is that Walter's betrayal of Joanna shows how difficult it is to change sexist power structures, even when the man is open-minded. It seems that even progressive men appear to be unwilling to work towards equality, or perhaps they are easily persuaded to remain unchanged. Or, as Bobby likes to say, the men that time forgot. Secrecy, doubt, and uncertainty. It's the secrecy surrounding what goes down in Stepford that makes it possible for the men to get away with their twisted schemes. This is shown through never knowing what the men's association house looks like on the inside, and how no one outside of Stepford knows the men's association is turning their wives into subservient robots. It's the secrecy that makes it hard for Joanna and Bobby to protect themselves, even though they know something weird is going on in the community of Stepford. The community is good at hiding the sexist horror awaiting the women who move to Stepford. They start out as free-thinking women and end up men-pleasing robots. This is considered good representation of the reaction to the mid-20th century had to the women's liberation movement and push for gender equality. Many people denied the significance of gender inequality or argued there wasn't a problem at all with society's sexist culture norms. And like most situations involving hot-button topics, people refused to have or shut down conversations completely about it and instead work to criticize the people calling for change and labeling them as crazy or being unrealistic. It's the age-old practice of slapping a negative label on the person and claiming they're something they aren't to shut them up and shame them into silence, which is problematic in and of itself. We see this tactic used constantly in today's society. Instead of having a much-needed, difficult conversation, they label the outspoken person or group of people questioning something in hopes of them disappearing. As for the novel, we see Walter and the other men of the men's association try to gaslight Joanna into feeling like she's crazy by claiming the wives are being turned into robots. 
They claim her theories are outlandish and silly, and at one point, Walter even tells Joanna that she's being quote-unquote hysterical, which is never a smart move for any husband to do, by the way. But the backlash works and makes Joanna feel uncertain and makes her doubt herself and think she's quote-unquote spun into madness. As I mentioned above, this is a casebook study of gaslighting. This method of manipulation is often used by people in positions of power with the hopes of getting them to second-guess themselves and their concerns about their mistreatment. Readers know Joanna isn't crazy and is right all along, but that doesn't stop Walter and the Men's Association from pushing her into uncertainty. Sadly, they ultimately succeed in getting her to let her guard down and to trust them again. Once this happens, they kill her off and turn her into a robot. It is with this in mind, the author is able to shine an unblinking spotlight on the upsetting way a sexist male-dominated society can often undermine women's attempts to protect themselves and advocate for their well-being by slapping a label of them being crazy or irrational when they, in fact, aren't crazy or irrational. This novel is a great example of manipulation at work. I'd go as far as saying Walter had bad intentions all along and knew exactly what he was doing moving his family to Stepford. And he used the excuse of him changing the men's association from the inside to his advantage as well. Joanna wouldn't have any real suspicions if he promised to do a good deed. Meanwhile, he's able to carry out his own plan flawlessly. Sadly, readers will never know any concrete truth to Walter's true intentions and motivation. Female ambition versus societal expectations. The Stepford Wives is a good example of the resistance that American society showed in the mid-20th century towards female ambition. The reader knows that Joanna is an independent woman who is a semi-professional photographer. She isn't famously known or highly celebrated, but she's seen some form of success in selling her pictures to well-known magazines. It's clear that Joanna had put her life and interests on the back burner for the time being, so her family could move from the city to the quiet suburbs of Stepford. And from the jump, Joanna worries about the move negatively affecting her life. Her main worry being the move will quote-unquote diminish rather than enrich her life when in reality, the move will literally end her life. Once the family moves, she finds it hard to make time for her photography since city life was way more exciting and active. And nothing happens in the community of Stepford and life is set on repeat and is almost boring. Meanwhile, Walter is now surrounded by career-oriented men who also work at law firms like him. It seems like Joanna is isolated from normal society and Walter is the only one gaining everything positive from this family move. She soon realizes how hard it will be to keep focus on her personal ambitions in Stepford, where the only thing of value for women is housework. Joanna wants something more out of life than being the subservient doormat to her husband and children. 
So she struggles with finding and maintaining her individuality, motivation, and ambition. But Joanna soon finds out that most of the wives were ambitious women when they first moved to Stepford. But something within the community depletes women's ambitions outside of housework and husbands and children. At one point, Bobby brings up a point as simple as something being in the town's water. But the truth is that the women were just turned into robots. Even though this plot point is totally far-fetched, the novel does point out the growing pressure American society had placed on women in the mid-20th century, which was to abandon all interests and goals in order to focus on domestic concerns. Being the perfect wife, being the perfect mother, forget about your individual needs, wants, goals, and desires. Your life is being lived for others. Keep a clean and tidy house and make sure to meet your husband at the door when he gets home with drink in hand. And now let's talk about the symbols in the Stepford Wives. Ike Mazard's Drawings it's clear that Ike Mazard's drawings are the symbol of the unrealistic male fantasy of the perfect woman. She has flawless skin, big boobs, nice ass, small waist, and no brain to think and act for themselves, or at least have their own personality. As the quote says, every girl's an Ike Mazard girl. When Joanna meets Ike for the first time in Stepford, she was already familiar with his work since he's a well-known magazine illustrator. He's famous for how he draws beautiful women with the perfect bodies and features. When he's invited to Walter and Joanna's house, he comes with a number of men from the Men's Association. While everyone is talking, he's just spending his time sketching Joanna without her permission, and this makes her very uncomfortable. He has the nerve to tell her to relax and continues drawing her instead of listening to her. Doing this, Ike is objectifying Joanna and it makes her feel self-conscious since he's getting every detail on the page. And since Joanna is familiar with his work, she knows all too well that he tends to over-sexualize the women he draws. And this adds to women having body issues and the need to be perfect when perfect doesn't exist. So as he draws Joanna, she feels as though he's comparing her to the unrealistic ideal of feminine beauty standards. And the drawing represents just how willing the men in Stepford are to subject women to these unrealistic expectations. Joanna's photography. Joanna was flourishing in New York, and her photography was not only her hobby, but she had ambition. Moving to Stepford killed her creativity, and even though she tried to keep up with it all, by taking pictures of the downtown area, she just ended up abandoning all of it. Her photography is the symbol of abandoning one's own interests and goals for the sake of family and or their husbands. It's the idea that women should prioritize their husbands' lives over their own. Joanna struggles and fights against this but is unable to succeed. When she's tricked at the end of the novel and turned into a robot, her photography ends for good. This shows how patriarchal societies place pressure on the independent, hard-working woman to lead a more domesticated life that's void of ambition and individuality. You aren't living for yourself. You're living for your husband and family, and that's it. 
So comment below and tell me what you thought of The Stepford Wives. Have you read it? Do you plan on reading it? I highly encourage you to read it because it's a really good book in my humble reader opinion. So let's talk below down in the comments. Well, that's all I got for you today. If you have any questions or if there's something you'd like me to talk about in my next video, leave me a comment. With all that being said, go ahead and smash that subscribe button and ring that little bell down below so you get notified of all new content. And I'll see y'all next week. Bye.